1: We're
2: All right, here it is the uh Turkey Eve, all right, and turkeys all over the of the the world our knees are knocking right now, all right because they're going to end up on a lot of tables, and of course, you got to look at it this way. If you're a turkey, you're going to bring all kinds of good memories to those people that are going to have you uh, spend time with them on their Thanksgiving uh with the day being the day before, uh you know what are you thankful for? I mean seriously. I want I want I want you to take some time uh, between today and tomorrow when you sit down for your you know your big feast that you'll have, and hopefully you'll have one. I hope that uh, you've got somewhere to go to sit with family or friends and and uh, enjoy your time with them. Usually Robert Steinbach joins me on Thanksgiving, but uh, will not be with me this year. He'll be missed by my family they love the guy coming over and having thanksgiving with us but uh he'll uh, he'll miss this year and uh you know i'll save him a piece of, or a slice of uh eclair cake which i'm making today. i'm going to make something for the first time that i've never made before i'm going to make chocolate ganache i've never done that before so i'm going to give it a shot today and see i'm going to do it today because if i screw it up I can just I could just go buy the the uh, can of prepared uh, chocolate frosting and put it on, <laughs> put it on top of it and if I don't get it right, so I'm going to give it a shot today. See how it goes. You know when it's got those foreign words in it, it always worries me. <laughs> it doesn't look difficult. I mean, it's basically heavy cream with about a uh, a cup and a half of chopped up. Uh, chocolate chips that are melted together and uh, you let it, it gets all thick and then you just pour it on top of the cake so we'll see <laughs> but what looks easy <laughs> most of the time is not so anyway that's what's uh, what i've got on my my docket after i go home today after i've done my time here at the station and uh, not a lot of people at the station today uh, the boss is not here uh, the sales manager is not here. Several the salespeople aren't here. I said, th- Heidi, I think you and I and Steve over at, uh, you know, the uh, the Christian station are the only three guys, three people here. You know, I, I I don't know if Fred's coming in today or not. You know, we'll we'll find out later on. I'm sure, but uh anything that. Is on your mind about what you're thankful for as you go into this uh, holiday season? Anything happen big this year that you're really thankful for, besides being on my show?
3: I mean, nothing too (laughs) particular, Dave. But, yeah, I'm just thankful to go and celebrate with my family and friends uh my aunt uh she has a big old house uh in mount ida uh that we always go to every year uh and it's very rustic and it's it's a great place to celebrate thanksgiving and so i'm i'm looking forward to that now
2: that's out towards wilhelmina isn't it
3: possibly it's it's a little further away from hot springs yeah so
2: yeah you got to go through past hot springs and hang the right (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's about a solid
2: two hours from. Yeah, it's a it's a good drive. Okay, well, I want you to have a really great Thanksgiving. All right, with you and your family. Something I want everybody to have is a fantastic Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving and Fourth of July are the only two holidays we really celebrate here in the United States that are traditional American holidays, uh, and uh, we all know about how the first Thanksgiving took place, the Pilgrims. We're here in America, and they were starving, man. They were starving. They were dying. And, uh, you know, the Indian tribe that was there um, by them uh, got together, and and they were starving, too. Everybody was starving. It had been a really harsh winter, and uh, a bad season, growing season that year. So they didn't have a lot of food, and so they came together, and they threw in their lot together, and they— put their food together and they had a feast and uh, the rest as they say is history just the way it, uh, it worked out so uh, what happened yesterday well the biden administration extended the pause on the federal student loan payments i don't know really if it was them extending it or it was the courts that are extending it because they're all saying he can't do it and so um uh, But he came out and he said that previously it was set to end January 1st until 60 days after the courts resolve legal challenges to the administration's debt forgiveness plan, which is totally uh, against the law. Or until September 1st, whichever comes soonest, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit has blocked the administration from moving forward with debt forgiveness, but the administration has now asked the Supreme Court to take up the question, and President Joe Biden said yesterday he's, quote, completely confident, unquote, that the plan is legal. Haven't we heard that before on some other things that he tried to do? Yeah, we did. Uh, but anyway, that's what uh, what's going on right now. But everybody that I've been reading this morning, everybody's um, putting down, you know, keep in mind it's Thanksgiving, yada, yada, yada. And I... I wouldn't forget all of that. I, I got all kinds of recipes that were sent to me over the day. There's one that's kind of cream spinach. I don't know about that one. It's a pound of frozen chopped spinach, four tablespoons of butter, a half of a small onion, finely chopped, a quarter cup of flour, a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, a dash of kosher salt, a dash of pepper, and one cup of heavy cream, so you put all that in a skillet. Quickly boil the frozen chopped spinach, uh, drawn in a strainer and squeeze out all the water. Melt the butter in a skillet. Saute the onion until it's translucent. Add the spinach back to the skillet. Stir in the flour, the kosher salt, the pepper, and the nutmeg on low heat for two minutes. Add the heavy cream, cooking slowly until the mixture thickens slightly. Uh, can add up to half a cup of additional cream or half and half to reach uh, preferred consistency. Maybe. Probably not. Just saying. My last name is not Popeye. Okay, I'm not a big spinach eater at any other time, so why would I make that? Uh, You know that Associated Press story uh, that they had uh, last month about the Russian missile that supposedly went into Poland? and uh, blew up the tractor and killed two people uh, well it, and, and really that's, that story could have triggered World War 3 I mean the world was very tense to say the least and uh, the media reporter Max Tanney had the details on how all of that happened and it's not a great look for the AP on Monday it fired James LaPortia the national security reporter for the wire service, who got the initial tip that set the story in motion. But the slack messages on which the incident played out tell a different story of honest mistakes, internal confusion, and a lack of clear process that led to a disaster for one of the news, a few news organizations whose Twitter presence is an authoritative account of world affairs. Here, let me tell you what happened. Being first was more important than being right. That happens a lot in the business. You want to be first and uh, you report on what's going on before you have all the facts and then you got to go back and you got to change stuff and that never looks good. The fact that a story that theoretically could have triggered armed conflict between NATO and Russia required less than 10 minutes one anonymous source said and just over a dozen slack messages for the wire service to publish suggest a systematic editorial failure not just one reporter's blunder yeah i mean it wasn't a reporter that put it out on the wire let's put it that way it goes through a lot of people uh before it gets put on the wire and um uh, you know the AP. I mean, if if uh, we were at a a much bigger station, had our own news operation. You know, there's a a computer printer that prints out everything the AP sends out. It comes to the newsroom, and uh, you know the old term "rip and read" used to be it was a teletype, and it would print up the news stories, and you would rip them off of the teletype, and it would say, take one, take two, take. 315 or whatever and you'd pull all those off and you would tape them together so you have a running news story that was going on and anything that was new that say something like uh uh, uh take 15 takes to place a third paragraph you go back count your paragraphs rip out that paragraph and tape that paragraph in so that you had a a new story basically but that that's the way it used to happen now it doesn't have to happen that way it's much more instantaneous but typically people want to you know reporters want to be quick on the trigger and get the information out you demand it Uh, They want to be first so that nobody else can beat them to the story, and uh, it's a very competitive business, and this guy got too competitive and lost his job over it, but I'm, I'm going to go along with the guy who did the story about the story, and that is that the editors jumped the gun as well. All right, we've got a lot for you today. Coming up at 6.35, Ken Cuccinelli is going to be with us, former VA, Virginia uh, um, AG, uh, and we're going to talk to him. He is now the chairman of uh, Election Transparency uh, Initiative. He'll be with us. We're going to talk about what's going on in Georgia and uh, what he's he's seen as far as the... um, the election that's coming up, uh, I have problems with this additional early voting they're going to do. Their law says you can't do it. You can't, you can't go and open the polls on a Saturday after a holiday, and they're going to do it anyway. So um, I got questions. You know, you, if you got laws about your elections, you should follow them. It seems like to me, it shouldn't be some some uh, just renegade judge saying, "Oh no, nah, go ahead and do it." Go ahead. Nobody's going to notice. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Arizona. And is there the possibility that we're going to have to have another gubernatorial election out there? Because a third of the, uh, the machines on Election Day failed in Maripoppa County all that's coming up stick with me we've got the congressman coming up on seven and then eric will be here from hillcrest designer jewelry in the nine o'clock hour telling you what's hot and what's not for this holiday season in the world of jewelry it's the Dave ellswick show it's uh, 19 minutes after six don't forget about uh, icu protection what they can do for you they can take good care of your home and uh, you know make sure that nobody can break into your house Um, at night we set the alarm we as i like to say i set the trigger all right and if anybody comes in a window or a door they shouldn't come into all kinds of noise happens Uh, and then when i'm gone the same thing would happen except uh, all the police departments and everybody else is uh, uh, notified about what's going on as well. I got the door and the window sensors on all my doors, on all my windows, and I've got several cameras around the house. You know what's great about uh, ICU protection? When I had Billy Mack over to talk to me about it, Billy Mack is the owner. Uh, He and I talked about how many cameras we should have, and uh, he went through uh, the explanation about where you should have cameras and where you might uh, just not worry about it and i went over that and then he said of course you should have sensors on all your windows and your doors and whatnot and then he gave me the good news hey dave you don't have to pay for all that stuff you get that absolutely free becomes yours as soon as it's all set up and it's set up uh, on uh, the internet and uh, anything that goes off is immediately uh, sent to your smartphone and sent to my wife's smartphone as well and Uh, All the cameras go on, and I can see everything that's going on around the house and whatnot. I I love it. I think it does a great job. they got the motion detection on it that can tell you, like, true detection. Uh, If it's a person, an animal, if it's a car, or if it's just a big old gust of wind with a bunch of leaves that's pushing across the, the yard, it will identify it for you, and you don't have to pay for it. That's right. It's all yours. All you have to do is pay for the service. And the service uh, cost is uh, very competitive with everybody else. Basically cheaper than everybody else. And I like that. And I like Billy Mack. And I like his people that work for him. They're conscientious and they do a great job. So if you're like me, you are a little bit concerned about the rising crime here in the area, you know, protect your home with the folks at ICU. Do it for your business as well, and know these are the same people that do uh, Nuke One. They take care of the security there. They can take care of that. They can take care of what you have. That's ICU protection. Here's the number to call, 501-205-1333. Remember, pay for the service, not the hardware. 501-205-1333. All right, back with you. And uh, at 635, Ken Cuccinelli will be on. Uh, He is the chairman of Election Transparency. We'll be talking to him. Uh, Cuccinelli has been uh, director of Homeland Security before, Uh, the uh, attorney general of Virginia, a good guy, very, very uh, concise in what he'll tell you and it should be interesting to hear what he has to say. 7 o'clock hour don't miss it because we're going to have Congressman Hill on and we'll have Congressman Westerman on and uh, they'll be talking about uh, all the things that are going on uh, in D.C. Uh, as we move into Turkey Day and uh, what we can expect. We'll talk to them about what McCarthy said yesterday about Majoris, Majorcus. Uh, the head of, uh, you know, taking care of the border. And, uh, you know, McCarthy, who perhaps is the future speaker for the Republicans in the House, uh, made the statement that uh, he suggests that he resign or know that uh, when the Republicans take over in January, they're probably going to impeach him for uh, they're going to take a look at all the evidence. And then put it up in front of the American people, and then uh, they're saying it means that he'll probably end up being impeached because all you got to do, just look at the southern border, look at what's going on, and th- that tells you enough to know that uh, you know it's out of control, uh, it's it's a wild west down there, and some order needs to be brought to it. I thought it was interesting yesterday. The uh, press secretary stood in front of the press. I mean, I would hate to have her job. I mean, trying to get up in front of the press and defend this president who I don't even think he has a policy for the border. Not when you see all the people that are pouring over the border uh, now, Um, you know, we're going to we're going to have. Over 2 million people come into this country illegally uh, here in uh, this year. And we've started the new fiscal year, started in October. And just in October alone, over a quarter of a million illegals came into the country. So the the border is not secure. I mean, Majorca says that stuff and you just kind of say, what border are you talking about that's secure? Because it sure is not the southern border here in America but uh, the, uh, the 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 press secretary looked out at the things as, hey we got to think here the, the, the republicans not have not offered any ideas well look you're they're not in control they're not in control you know the the president is biden is he's even has the house and he has the senate He's got the whole federal government under his control. And he doesn't do anything. He has no plan. He doesn't talk about their plan. And now they're complaining that the Republicans don't have one? Uh, You might go to uh, McCarthy's uh, website. There's a whole plan right there. They've written it up and published it for uh, American voters to look at. But he wants to complain about the Republicans not having a plan. And if you're one of those people who say that kind of stuff, you know, shake your head and get some reality going. All right. They have one. They've offered it. They've offered it months ago. And this president hasn't taken any of the, the uh, opportunities that the Republicans have said, we need to do this and we need to do that. And if we do this, then this will happen. And uh, and bottom line, we'll get, to, we'll get things back under control. Remember two years ago when this president took over, you didn't have this stream of illegals coming across the border constantly. You know, long lines of thousands of people. It just wasn't happening. They had been stopped over on the Mexican side. And why? Well, the countries that were sending the illegals and sending all of those uh, groups that were coming and it s- suddenly stopped is because, you know, the governments of Honduras and Guatemala and all the rest down the Central America, they were told, you want to still get your money from us? That we send you every year? Then a lot of you pad your own... You know, uh, savings accounts with, you ain't going to get any more of it if the people just keep on coming. Better keep them in your own country. And they started doing that. And we got our border under control. I mean, the first country you came to that you can, you know, fill out the paperwork uh, for their country to come to their country, you can do it. All right. Take a break. Got news for you. All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show, 635 on a day before Thanksgiving. What have you got to be thankful for? I've got a lot to be thankful for. Look, we went through a whole year without a member of our immediate family passing away. So it's a good year as far as that's concerned. Ken Cuccinelli is going to join us. Uh, He is the uh, national chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative. And, Ken, thanks for giving us the time. And uh, I hope that you've got a great Thanksgiving, uh, you know, ready to go tomorrow. And I I wouldn't call you tomorrow, even if they had paid me to call you tomorrow.
1: I wouldn't pick up. (laughs) So so we're good on
2: that one. All right. Well, that's great. Well, Well, let's talk about. Elections. Let's talk about Georgia. Georgia still concerns me. We have a judge who says, oh, yeah, we're going to let you go and, and vote on Saturday after a holiday, even though their law says that you can't do that. What is it with these judges? I mean, it's like, well, I'll set the precedent. I'll, I'll say that it's okay to do it, even though the law says you can't do it.
1: Yeah, there's no... Um there's, there's no real accepting them rewriting the law. And this is a problem all over the country now. I, I I do want to step back just for a moment strategically and say we shouldn't really be worried in terms of the election about whether or not that particular Saturday is a voting day or not. I think you've hit the, the greater concern is the judge just feels like he can rewrite the law. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, I don't know that it was tactically good for the republicans to pick this fight but they are right and the judge is wrong and um you know they're they're taking it up to their state supreme court so we'll see what the supreme court does
2: okay well you know if it's a law it's a law i thought we were a nation of laws
1: well we were (laughs) (laughs) okay okay that's one of the things that's been at risk in this country in the last you know decade or so. I mean, I think it really, really gained prominence when Barack Obama said, I, you know, I got a pen and a phone, um, which basically meant I am the law Yeah. and, uh, you know, somebody quoted that previously. That was, that was the monarchial statement of authority and we're not supposed to be like that. And, uh, that's part of what makes us great and separate and different and exceptional and um frankly it's it's fading when you get so many judges who just rewrite laws and you get people who believe you can use the court system instead of democracy to get what you want in the system even though it's already been decided
2: Yeah, well, let's. This is an example. We got to look at the the left. This is the way they can't win elections a lot of times, and they they, they've turned to the judiciary to you know get those uh, things that they want passed into into law. That's what they've done. We've tried to change that a little bit, but uh, we haven't been totally successful by a long shot.
1: Well, that's true, but at the same time, I mean, you look at roe v wade being overturned and then that of course to them is a is a travesty yeah Um, when you actually have a court get back to letting democracies decide these things
2: (laughs) well and then they and then they stand up and they lie about it they say yeah they're trying to make it nationally they're trying to make uh, abortion illegal no they didn't it wasn't ever supposed to be took that way it was taken that states have the right to make their own laws gosh God forgive us that we would follow the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution
1: yeah and um, you know it, it, it's a common practice on the left uh-huh. to, to to just lie like you said and but but there's a reason for that the ends justify the means and in their philosophical world um, where God isn't a part of it um, you know that is an acceptable, Approach and it truly is. I mean, Saul Alinsky, Karl Marx, for all of them, the ends justified the means, and so that is it, it to them. It is a morally acceptable, if that phrasing is proper, approach to a problem like this. What they view as a problem.
2: So let's go down a little further to the west, uh, and uh. We're going to be to the south as well. Let's go to Arizona. Arizona, Maricopa County, which has the majority of of the, uh, the voters for the state in that one county. In fact, that one county is the sixth largest county in the United States of America. On Election Day, a third of their machines were not functioning correctly. And they were, you know, juggling and, and changing polling places. And people show up at one polling place, told to go to another polling place, which told them to go to a third polling place. Now I'm hearing that uh, they're looking at perhaps, I think it's a, a slight perhaps, that they're going to have a new election there for the, the governor. What what are you hearing?
1: Yeah, I think that's unlikely. I think what we have here is Arizona's Bush v. Gore situation. Back in 2000, Florida, which had already had incompetent elections up at that point in time, was suddenly having a massively incompetent election where they were the swing deciding state in a presidential election, and no one was no one seriously thought there was large-scale fraud in Florida, what there was was large-scale incompetence under the microscope of the whole world. And Florida was mortified. They were embarrassed. And they should have been because it was it was phenomenally incompetent. Some of the people were incompetent. The systems they were using were frankly pretty stupid. And um, what did Florida do under Jeb Bush? They set about spending years fixing their system and what's the result? Well, we saw it last Tuesday. I mean, Governor DeSantis continued that effort. As good as Florida became, he continued fixing it. And what everybody saw, the third largest swing state and the largest, um, sorry, third largest state and the largest swing state was racking up six million votes by 8 p.m. on election night with no serious complaints. From either side Uh I mean and they did that and they did that in 2020 as well when everybody else was screwing everything up I mean Florida's looking really good one of the serious considerations I've heard floated for Arizona is just copy Florida's election system just copy it yeah because it works and it works is it and cleanly and transparently is really the ultimate test and we'll see. Maybe they were embarrassed enough here that even if Katie Hobbs holds on to this win, that they can do that on a bipartisan basis.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think so. They weren't embarrassed enough in 2018 to, to fix it for 2020. I don't see how that's going to make them any more embarrassed the way it is right now. I mean, look, they screwed, I think, I they screwed it they up they two years got... ago.
1: Well, true. But here in this election they are standing out like Florida did in 2000. I mean, um th- there were problems that in other parts of the country this election cycle though there were less than 2020. But a lot of the bad things were legal. They were bad policies like Nevada's allowing legal bar- ballot harvesting cost Adam Laxalt that Senate seat. Uh-huh. He was winning going into the last election and they just sent 10,000 union people out to ballot harvest. And the problem isn't that that's illegal. The problem is that it's legal. Um, and uh, you know, where do we get ten thousand people at the last minute to go do to go do work like that? we, yeah. we don't have the same kind of command I mean, over resources that they have with the unions.
2: I had Spakowski on from the Heritage Foundation, who's very good talking about elections a couple yes. of days yes. ago. And and what I had him on to talk about is is it time for the Republican Party to understand? About what early voting really means and what these, uh, you know, ballots that can be harvested and everything means. And it's time for us to to look at it and do it ourselves.
1: Oh, there's no question. Uh, Look, here in Virginia, where I am, we won a sweep last year with a Democrat set of rules. And Glenn Youngkin, you know, said over and over, look, I don't like these rules, but these are the rules. Right. And we got to win by these rules. And um, we are much better off taking advantage of early voting and watching the early voting and the ballots thereafter than we are waiting until the end. Because, look, it's, it's, I'm an engineer, so everything's efficiency, right? right? It's less efficient day by day, but in pure volume, you have more opportunity to get your votes in. You just do, and what happened? Why did we lose this go round? Because a lot of a, a lot of people, a fair percentage, call it three, four, five. I don't know the exact number, um, and it varies state to state. Uh, of our own side, were turned off by Trump. And look, I like Trump. I worked for Trump. I was proud to work for Trump. But that's what the data shows. And um, if we had been pulling our vote in all along. We'd have narrowed down on who hadn't voted among our folks, and we'd have spent more time and effort to try to encourage them to vote. Um, that's our—that's what our side should be doing. Okay. I don't know what Hans might have said, but but he I said the exact same thing. Hans is so smart. I tell you, I mean, <laughs> we've got to both try to change the laws to get the best laws possible. That's right, and we got to win by the rules that are in place.
2: That—that's exactly right. I mean, it's like, look, I don't like the earned uh, income tax credit uh, for children. I, I don't like it. I never liked it. But I take advantage of it because it's the rules right now. I'd be a fool it not to rules. take advantage yeah. of it. So, That's right. So I follow it. Okay, Ken Cuccinelli is our guest. We've got to get a quick break in, Ken. I want to talk to you about uh, former President Trump. He threw his hat back into the ring. I don't want to talk about him running for president, but I want to talk about something that he said during his speech that he gave uh, here just a few days ago because he said sure. something that was totally erroneous, and, and I want to talk about it. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here at one oh one one FM, The Answer. Don't forget about PI Roofing and what they can do for you. They've been one of my staunchest supporters of this show. For 22 years, they've been an advertiser on the Dave Ellswick Show. I've been here 23. They've been on 22. They are great people. They do their job. They do it well. They do it professional. And if something happens to go wrong, they'll fix it, and they won't charge you a penny. I've had to have two roofs put on my home, and uh, since I've been here in central Arkansas— and they've done both of them, and they've done a fantastic job. Now, they've expanded. It's not just PI Roofing anymore. It's PI Roofing and Home Solutions. And what that means is if you've got some work that you need done, like I, I'm i going to have my deck redone uh, this uh, spring, I'm going to have them do it. They'll do the construction for me. Because you know how hard it is to get a big construction firm to do a little job like a, a deck? It's nearly impossible, but not... With PI Roofing, and with PI Roofing, you know the kind of professionalism that you're going to get. Call them and ask them if you got some construction, you need some windows put in, whatever. They'll take care of you. 501 707 I highly recommend them because I use them. Or visit them online. PIRoofing.com. Let's uh, finish up our uh, interview and our talk today with Ken Cuccinelli. He is the national chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative. Uh, Before I go any further, Ken, if people want to read about where we are election-wise in our nation, I'm sure that you guys have a website that they can go and read the latest. Uh, Where would that be?
1: electiontransparency.org we're also on the newly freed twitter and as am i personally at ken Cuccinelli. so all of those will keep you included uh, rope you in on what's going on in elections and uh, we cover the waterfront in all of the all the states and in washington we succeeded over the last two years in fighting off the left's attempt to have a washington takeover of elections And we succeeded in a lot of states in making improvements. And they were the states that were what I would call boring uh, on election night. Uh, You know, Georgia ran smoothly this go around. Uh, Much more so. I mean, obviously, we got this judge you and I talked about. But uh, so much for voter suppression by by cleaning up elections. We've dramatically disproved that narrative from the left. Um, and, uh, and, and and maybe so much that we may not see it again. Um, but we have a lot of other states to clean up, but we had successes all over the country, and, um, and they paid off. As I used to tell my security guards in the Department of Homeland Security, I hope you have a boring day. Yeah, no kidding. That's kid. what you want. And in, a, in, a, in an election for the process, you want a smooth process.
2: You know, it's amazing. We've gone a couple of weeks since the election, and we've not heard anything from Stacey Abrams.
1: How about that? (laughs) How about that? Including a concession.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Ken, my last question goes back to... uh, to, uh, former president trump when he gave his speech here just a few days ago and i liked a lot of what i heard but he did say something that concerned me and you've just kind of drawn attention to it when you said our elections are done by our states and not federalized and he said during he said during his speech He would he wants to make it Election Day. He. All right. Meaning the president. He wants to make sure Election Day is only one day. He wants to make sure that uh, there's no ballot harvesting and he wants to make sure that there's no uh, mail, you know, mail ballots and things of that nature. Seems to me. You know, he should tell the American people that, "Hey, look, I can't do that. We got to get that changed in those states that allow that." This is the stuff that I would like kind of to see because it it sounded like he was leaning towards this that kind of nationalization of votes, and I have, I have no no way that I want to see that happen.
1: Yeah, the president has always been, um, and I can point to issues from the campaign all the way back to twenty sixteen, like. Getting selling federal lands, and um, and he said, "No, no, we'll keep them and make them great again." Well, we didn't. Yeah. And um, he is very outcome focused, and pe- he does not have an appreciation for how federalism protects us. Federalism is the idea that states keep power and authority to themselves that the federal government doesn't get, and one of those that is just what you said is that elections are run by states. We don't have one presidential election. We have 51, Mm -hmm. one in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. And let me tell you how that secures us. We won't even talk about the other stuff, but I was at DHS and our focus on election security was international. We don't protect domestically, um, which is of course where our problems arose in 2020. But we do keep an eye out on the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians and the North Koreans and so forth. Well, if they only have to hack one system, well, then it raises the the possibility they'll actually try it because they don't need to know which state will carry the day or whether one state will carry the day like florida in 2000 will it be the swing state if they can just hack the whole system it may be worth them trying to mess with it if they have to guess which state or a couple of states to hack and they're different and they try to do it um, what they absolutely don't want is to get caught and the more different times and the more different ways you have to try to execute the the hack the, the, the exponentially more likely You are to get caught So that's a simple mathematical Way to look at it That we are much safer as a country From our foreign adversaries By having the states running things um, That doesn't mean They all run well We just talked about how bad Arizona is And how good Florida is We also talked about what it took To get Florida to be good Yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, but, but look, we're Americans. We solve problems. Florida proved we can solve this problem um, if, we, if we turn to it more completely.
2: Ken Cuccinelli, thanks for the time this, uh, this uh, what, what, what Wednesday, Wednesday, tomorrow's Turkey Day. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you have a great Thanksgiving as well. Enjoy your family time. We appreciate you, sir. Thank you, you very you much. Mm, bye-bye now. Ken Cuccinelli, of course, the National Chairman, Election Transparency Initiative, and uh, he's working hard uh, right now to point out how we need to change in the areas that we need to change to make sure that we have elections uh, that we can be uh, sure of and uh, he's a good man electiontransparency.org that's his website or his uh, firm's le- uh, website uh, you might want to you know, bookmark that and, and check it out from time to time and read what's going on especially if there's things going on about elections keep on checking on that Check on heritage.org as well. Read what Hans von Strakowski has to say. Find out what's going on. Be, you know, you know, be educated about all of this. You really need to be so you know what's going on. All right. We're going to get a break in here at the top of the hour. We've got some news for you. Then when we come back, we'll spend some time with Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman. That's coming up next on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back into the second hour of a Wednesday show, and it might be the day before Thanksgiving, but that doesn't mean that our congressman wouldn't join us today to talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C. And, of course, over the last few days, it's been stories about what are the Republicans doing about their leadership, and now they're talking about the southern border. As uh, McCarthy, the majority leader, uh, was down on the border with other Republicans looking at what was going on. And everybody already knew before they arrived that it's a mess down there. I mean, it's an absolute mess going on down there. Didn't you... I got to ask uh, right off the bat with Congressman Hill, didn't it drive you crazy? Somebody asked the press secretary yesterday in the briefing, well, what are you all going to do? And, and she says, well, I want to ask uh, a different way of that. Uh, what are the Republicans doing? Well, go to McCarthy's website and you can read exactly what the Republicans want to do about down uh, on the border unlike the president's administration where we don't have a clue other than letting as many people in as they possibly can seems to be their plan.
3: Exactly. I mean, this is, um, it, this is the spin from the Democrats, which is the Republicans have no plan. They wouldn't do anything differently. The border is secure. There's nothing to see here when, uh, Everything is the opposite, and this is just their classic uh, mismanagement. So we're going to do two things. We're going to offer specific legislation about how to go back to those policies that began to work at the end of the Trump administration. What were those? Continue the investment in surveillance technology, which expanded rapidly over the four years of the Trump administration. Continue to build a wall in the gaps that were identified by the Border Patrol as to where they needed to be constructed. These weren't Trump's ideas. These were the suggestions of the Border Patrol, particularly in the Rio Grande Valley. Let's uh, have a partnership with Mexico on those people seeking asylum so they wait in their home country or they wait in Mexico. Let's enforce the laws here in the U.S. So we're going to be advocating for the for the answers that we know will work. And on top of that, Dave, and this is the part I think Kevin uh, McCarthy made very clear yesterday, in our oversight committee and our judiciary committee, we're going to conduct vigorous oversight about the mistakes made under the Secretary Mayorkas management of Homeland Security, and if it merits him testifying every week, then so be it.
2: Well, let's look at that. I mean, Mayorkas keeps telling us that the border is secure. You don't have to to spend much time on the news to know exactly that's the opposite of what's going down on the border.
3: Exactly. And uh, I think um, I've suggested, you know, he needs to go go find a new job, and uh, he's going to have a lot less time. Starting in January, because you're going to spend a lot more time up on Capitol Hill. In fact, we would be happy to reserve a parking space for him right outside the <laughs> Rayburn House Office.
2: Well, let me let me ask this question. I mean, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy has, has has said you might as well just go ahead and quit now, or we'll 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 call in every witness that we have to to show the American people how inept you really are, and then we'll look at uh, going ahead and. Uh, you know, throwing you out on on your keister. Yep.
3: yep. Well, this is where we've all been in the Republican conference in the House for just over a year. Uh, we gave him a few months to try to do better, and it just got worse every month. To where we have twenty five year records on illegal border crossing, on human trafficking, the money going to the cartels on fentanyl coming across the border. Seventy-eight people, I think, is the latest number on the number of people on the terror watch list have been apprehended. How many have it? Yeah. Since there were 900,000 gotaways, which is a fake term that drives you crazy, drives me nuts, but it means we saw somebody on a camera or they were reported by an observation post of the state police or the National Guard, but they, you know, they just walked into the United States. We couldn't get to them.
2: Okay, so I think another great thing that he's wanting to do is when he has these meetings is to have the uh, Democrats have to come down to the border to take part in the meetings. Do you honestly think they'll come down, or will they just say, eh, I don't think so?
3: Well, you know, that's a really good strategy. I love that strategy. It's an official meeting of the committee, and the committee is going to have what's called a field hearing in Del Rio, Texas. And are you going to tell me they're going to be there with the C-SPAN cameras rolling, but no one's going to show up on the Democratic side of the aisle? How embarrassing would that be? And just abdication, again, a failure of uh, Democrats to contribute to constructive solutions to secure our border. So I hope they do it. I think
2: that's a great strategy. No, well, just I'll just tell you, the media, the way that they'll construct that story is it's just another example of the Republicans, you know, doing what they do, you know, putting yeah, on these exactly. events. And that's that's the For way they'll sure. report it. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, uh, I think there have been enough. Reporters that have seen this, they saw the 20 years of what's happened at the border under the Obama administration and and Obama struggling to get a handle on it and then Trump. They recognize that what we're doing isn't working. So let's have a bipartisan set of solutions to get our border secured and enforce our laws. When you ask border patrol agents, uniform guys, like drinking a beer at night when they're off duty, hey, what's the top thing we could do? You know what it is? Hey, enforce the law on the books. Yeah. It's not very complicated. It,
2: it is for Democrats.
3: <laughs> but, you know, uh, if you have, if, you, if you Democrats come to the, you know, they don't want people to serve their jail sentence. They don't want people to go to jail. They want to empty the jail. So, I mean, enforcing the law is, is challenging for that political party. And I think it's costing them. I think they're losing the support of hard working voters around the country and that's one of the key reasons is when you just ignore the rule of law.
2: Hey, Congressman, we gotta get a break in, we'll come back, we'll finish up our discussion. I want to talk about Majority Leader McCarthy and uh you know soon to be hopefully speaker of the House. I want to talk about uh his Uh, getting rid of uh, Omar and some other people off of committees and why he can do that. And if you're a Democrat, you can thank Pelosi for that. It was Pelosi who made that possible. So we'll talk about it with the congressman, Congressman French Hill with us from District 2 on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They're ready to help you out. I, I hope tomorrow when you're on your way to grandmother's house and going over the hills and through the woods and whatever, that you don't have a... Uh, how uh, your car breaks down and you're stuck on the right hand shoulder of the road hope that doesn't happen to you but if it does know that if you call 501-888-8849 that's 501-888-8849 east end towing understands the situations you can find yourself in and they'll come out and take care of you look you could be pulling a trailer and uh, pulling some stuff for your deer camp and the trailer goes bad. Or you could be, you know, pulling your uh, your camper. Or you could be driving uh, that big old camper that you got and pulling a car and something goes wrong with it. Well, the folks at East End Towing have all the equipment that they need to handle you on the side of the road. Give them a call. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Let's get back and talk further with Congressman Hill. Uh, Congressman, uh, the majority leader today said that he was going to strip three Democrats of their chairs, basically. In in committees that they belong to, because uh, you know you got an anti semite in uh, Omar, you got Schiff who's lied his butt off, and uh, you got another one that's sleeping with a possible Chinese agent. And why would you give him any kind of uh, you know security clearance? You couldn't get it if you were in the military and doing that. So I want everybody to understand that the reason. That the majority leader is doing this is because this is what Nancy Pelosi is, has done. Look, she didn't put any Republicans, uh, just any Republicans on that January 6th committee. Uh, you all had people from your caucus. You said, well, we want this person or this person on the committee. She said, nope, they can't be on the committee. We're going to do Liz Cheney and we're going to do here who both are, uh, to use the term loosely, Republican.
3: Yeah, this is, uh, well, let's be clear. Uh, The people that McCarthy is proposing to remove from the committees are uh, purveyors of crazy stuff. But, you know, for over 200 years, the party disciplines their own members, not reach across the aisle and discipline the other party's members. And they took the responsibility for it. They had to live with their own caucus, right? Right. So, for example, McCarthy last, uh, over, it's been 18 months ago now, took Mo Brooks, I mean, not Mo Brooks, uh, Stephen King from, in Iowa, off his uh, committee because he said some uh, racist things. He just took him off the committee. In other words, McCarthy disciplined a Republican. Well, in the last Congress, Pelosi block Marjorie Taylor Greene from serving on a committee. She reached right. over and did that. So McCarthy says, look, you've changed the precedent in the House uh, and we're going to remove these three members from the committees. We think Shift has lied to the American people for years about uh, Russian collusion with President Trump. He's no longer eligible to serve on the Intelligence Committee. Swalwell is on the Intelligence Committee. A Pelosi appointee And yet he is documented to have dated a Chinese agent. So, so bottom line is, uh, you'll see McCarthy have a concrete reason for removing them. But you're 100% right. The only reason that Republicans can remove Democrats from the committee is because of Nancy Pelosi breaking 200 years of precedent in the House.
2: Yeah. You know,
3: she thinks. It's not a good day. No. You know, come on. This is ridiculous. But turnabout is fair play, as the old expression goes. Uh, But, you know, I'm not, I don't, it doesn't bring me any happiness. You know, I'm not one of those, I think these people are morons. We can beat them on a vote now that we control the House every single day. We control the narrative. We can tell the American people that Eric Swalwell is not qualified and that Adam Schiff is a liar and that uh, Omar is an anti-Semite, you know. Uh, So the whole thing kind of really... Discuss me honestly.
2: Well, it stinks. I'm, I'm. I agree with yeah. you. It stinks. But yeah. if you're going to change the rules, you got to. If you're on the other side, you got to be yeah. willing to no. play by the rules.
3: That's right. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, this is why, honestly, inside parliamentary bodies or inside work, your own workplace. Uh, think about it. You know, uh, remember what the shoe. Hope the shoe fits on the other foot. And I think the uh, Trump derangement syndrome on the Democrats, it just caused them to do just terrible, crazy mismanagement of the house.
2: I got to ask you, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not all that thrilled that uh, the, the, the former president, you know, initiated that he's going to run uh, for president again in 2024. That, that far out, we don't need this. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to do two years of this stuff.
3: Yeah, I wish he'd waited. Um, and uh, Donald Trump was an, uh, did some outstanding policies when he was president. I voted for him twice. I yep. raised uh, thousands and thousands of dollars for his reelection, and I fought. <coughs> I fought for every uh, chance he had <coughs> to make sure that uh, he had a shot at, at winning. But you know, I'm sorry, he didn't we've got a deep bench in the republican party and what i hear from voters are they want a choice and they want to they want choice and and let the process find out who is the best republican to beat the democrats in 2024 the other thing i hear consistently across the board publicly and privately uh dave from constituents here in, in in the second district is both parties can't we find somebody younger i mean joe biden turned 80 on sunday yeah and is talking about running for reelection. that just seems like malpractice to me and so who are the democrats going to nominate so Anyway, I'm for generational change here. I think there's a lot of talent out there in the conservative movement. I'd like to hear from them, and not just preempt the debate.
2: Well, we got some really young talent out there. I mean, you got Nikki Haley, and you got Nome, and you've got Pompeo, and you've got DeSantis. I can go on and on. I mean, if we're going to go ahead and have a wide open uh, primary again, there's going to be ten or twelve podiums up on that stage again.
3: Yeah, and uh, I think that's what this next year is about, letting those people have a voice uh, and communicate. And on the Democrats, uh, you know, um, if they want to non- re-nominate Biden, it's fine with me because we're going to beat him. But, I mean, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, these are the uh, best they got, apparently. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't see a big de- a bench. And if, if the people I do see who advise President Biden, who are they? They're far-left urban progressives. Elizabeth Warren, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Gavin Newsom, governor of California. These people can't be elected as president of the United States with these far-left views. Not in not in the world we live in today.
2: All right. So the president uh, put on hold uh, this thing he's dealing with, with the uh, uh, paying off uh, student debt. Yeah. And... Uh, What, till next September, I think he said it'd be the the closing date? I think the courts are going to close it before then. What do you think?
3: I do, too. I think it's unconstitutional. He cannot do it. I've given uh, all my legal reasons why I think it's illegal. And now, he is hurting these kids now more, kids, young adults, they're really young adults, because you're just deferring. And what's deferring? You're just having that interest clock keep running. So he's not really helping someone with student loan out there by saying, oh, don't make a payment, I'm going to get this done, because uh, he's really hurting them because of the time value of of money. I mean... There are better ways. I think our company should recruit young people to work, and in, in in return for recruiting, they should be able to pay off the student loan debt and take a tax deduction for doing that. That helps the young student. That helps the company. And 50% of student loan debt is for graduate school, going to law school, going to medical school, going to engineering school. So these are professionals that are going to get really high-paying uh, future employment.
2: Yep, I agree. Well, what's the favorite uh part of the meal tomorrow you're looking forward to
3: well i am a white meat guy on the turkey but my favorite thing is of course dessert i have a sweet tooth so that pumpkin pie is what i'm looking forward to we've got friends and neighbors coming to our house tomorrow we can't wait to share uh friendship and thank uh the good good lord above for all the blessings of uh of the year. We're going to be missing my dad, uh, who passed away in October. We're Mm -hmm. going to miss him at our table for the first time this year, but we're going to be thankful for all of his lessons uh, that he provided our family.
2: Fantastic. Well, Congressman, you have a great Turkey Day. We'll talk to you next week. But you have a great day tomorrow, all right?
3: Gobble, gobble. Let's get the beat Missouri this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you get that right. Take care, Dave.
2: Appreciate it. All right. That's, of course, Congressman French Hill and some of his insights into what's going on in Washington, D.C. We'll get Bruce Westerman's insights when we come back from the news at the bottom of the hour. We'll have uh, Bill O'Reilly with us, and then uh, we'll get... Uh, you know, Congressman Westerman, on and we're going to talk about some of the same things that we just spoke about and get his view of what's going on. I'm telling you, this whole thing of uh, McCarthy, I like some of the things that he's doing right now. You got to be, you got to be happy that he's, uh, you know, going to get rid of Omar and get rid of, uh, you know, uh, Saul Well, and you got to get 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 rid of Shift. To say that he kind of lied is. Man, that's such an understatement. That guy, uh, as my favorite favorite statement, he lies like a a rug. There's no doubt about it. He lies like a rug. And uh, I'll be glad when uh, he's out of uh, any kind of power whatsoever there in the the House. By the way, did you see him go nuts on, uh, I think it was Face the Nation uh, a few days ago when uh, he found out that uh, Musk had uh, reinstated Trump. Uh, Trump hasn't taken up his offer, but, uh, you know, he just went crazy. I mean, he was literally, I thought he was going to do, uh, uh, what was his name that, you know, screamed, uh, had had the famous scream. I can't think of his name now. But, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that's faded into history now. I've been on the ash heap on there. The caucus, that's who I'm thinking about. the Caucus. You know, ah Yeah, he's he's not, no longer uh given much shift. But neither is Shift. Adam Shift is not going to be uh a in a member of leadership, I don't believe, in the Republic or the pardon me, the Democrat Party. All right, so let's get uh, to uh, Bill O'Reilly. He's coming up. We'll find out what we uh, can find out from uh, Congressman Westerman. He's coming up. And uh, before I finish uh, the show today in the 9 o'clock hour, don't forget Eric is going to be on from over Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. He'll tell you what's hot, what's not as you get ready for the Christmas season because after tomorrow, it's all about the uh, you know, jolly old man in the red suit with the white beard. We'll be talking about uh, about him and talking about the Christmas season that's coming up, or Hanukkah, maybe, uh, as far as that's can, or Kwanzaa, depending on you know which uh, uh, type of uh, festival you're going to be uh, celebrating. But right now, we're going to hear what Bill O'Reilly has to say on the Dave Ellswick Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show, Congressman Bruce Westerman joins us from District Four, and uh, Happy Thanksgiving week to you there, uh, Congressman. And uh, let's talk about what's going on. Uh, Looks like the Majority Leader has uh, done some pretty, I think, exciting things. Uh, He's already talking about Mayorkas giving him time to giving him a couple of months to decide to resign or to uh, have meetings and bring all the information out about how he has failed on the border and, uh, you know, impeach him.
4: Yeah, we'll I have to say you uh, as well, Dave. Uh, McCarthy comes to the border this week and I've been keeping up with them uh, through the news, but uh, you know, your impression was the same thing that I get every time I go when it's getting worse, so... Uh, I was glad to see them make that trip and uh, see those comments came out afterwards.
2: Yeah, I mean, seriously, the the, the border is not getting better. Mind,
4: but it, 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 what's that? It's said, not getting better.
2: Yeah, the border is not getting better. It is getting worse. And to watch the press secretary uh, for the president stand up in front of the nation's press yesterday and say, "What what's, this, what, what's the solution the Republicans have? That's not the question. The question is, what's your administration going to do?
4: Yeah, and we can give him some suggestions, like close the border and put more, uh, or you know, finish building a barrier there and put more uh, people there. Put the Mexico policy uh, back in place. You know, do the things that were happening before Biden came into office, and that would be a first great start. But just opening it up and um, you know, having the border basically being name takers
2: is not a way to guard your border well I'll tell you what they could do they could cancel all those uh, IRS agents and make them border people and put them down on the border and maybe we could get some control down there
4: <laughs> that's going to be the first vote we take on the floor if they sign an R that
2: program that's a lot of money that can be saved Right there, not having uh, hiring all those guys uh, for the IRS, and why do we need more? if if it, if it, they want to go out and get all the money from the rich people? There's not that many huge rich people out there. Why do you need that many uh, that many uh, you know new IRS agents?
4: Well, the answer is because it's not the so-called rich people they're going after. I guess rich people are people who have a job, in in their opinion. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, they're not going to go. And lawyer up and file them for years. They're going to go after the uh, the low hanging fruit and uh, you know the everyday working man.
2: Well, I know if I were a small business person, I'd be very, very concerned about what this administration has planned for us over the next few years. I think we lost. uh, the Congress. I
4: lost. I lost you there for a minute. Yep. and now you're back, Dave.
2: Okay, we're back. and We can talk some more. Uh, what do you think about the, uh, the the majority leader wanting to have the meetings down on the border, and the Democrats got to come down? At least maybe they'll come down and see what they haven't come down to see yet. Yeah,
4: it always helps if you get out and look at um, what's happening on the ground instead of sitting inside the Beltway and uh, into your um, your think tanks tell you what you should do. Uh, I guess the the Czar, the vice President supposed to be the border Czar, she's still <laughs> not been to border. Um, but uh, we we definitely I think if more people would go and look, it would actually help the situation in D.C., but maybe they don't want to help the situation.
2: Who was it that they they asked? It was Kelly, Senator Kelly of Arizona, been just reelected. He says, "Does the Democratic Party understand what's going on in the border?" He said, "Absolutely not." At least he had a he had a moment of lucid thought and could actually call his own party out about it.
4: Yeah, and he uh, he knew he couldn't lie about that in Arizona and get reelected too. You know, it's uh, it's horrible in Arizona with the. Uh, I, mean, I was telling you I was them there in uh, October and we were seventy miles off of the border, and there was still uh, you know signs of where the caravans were dumping their trash and being picked up um that far in inland or in, in interior of the border so yes. they uh, it's a huge operation going on down there.
2: Well, not only an operation of uh, you know trafficking people, but trafficking uh, fentanyl. M- more fentanyl is coming through Arizona than any other place.
4: Oh yeah, and the the lookouts up in the in the mountains. We we flew over several of those where these uh, cartels put their scouts up in the mountains to look for border patrol and law enforcement, so that they can guide the uh, the mules carrying the drugs through the through the terrain there it's a it's not just a um, you know a, a, a minor operation going on this is a multi-million if not billion dollar operation going on with these cartels where they're highly organized and uh know and, and it's a large group of people moving a lot of stuff across our border that shouldn't be coming across
2: It seems like to me, if they know where all these people are up in the mountains around there, it just makes sense to me that we have people that could take care of that. Why don't we let them go up and take care of it?
4: Yeah, and every time I go there, I think it's not the Border Patrol that needs to be dealing with this. It's the U.S. military that needs to be dealing with
2: it. Yeah, you know, that. You know, sometimes what work is, is demanded upon uh, the military from time to time. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back. I want to talk about uh, the majority leader telling uh, some Democrats they're not going to be on committees. I, I just love that Adam Schiff is getting thrown off his committee. I love that. So he can he can go lie to the wall somewhere, and the media might not pay attention to him. But we'll come back, and we'll talk further about this and uh, what you see coming up here in the next uh, couple of months, because now you know, it's it's no telling what the Democrats might try to do. Now they're going to be in the minority, even, even a slight minority. I'm just telling you. One extra vote on the Republican side changed everything, and we'll talk about that when we get back on the Dave Ellswick Show. want to remind everybody about uh, the folks at Your Health Plan Man, Uh, Pat Davis and his son Josh and his son-in-law Corey and all their other folks that work for the organization just want to treat you better. How do I mean treat you better? How about uh, they custom build your health plan so you get what's important to you? I mean, if you're a single guy, do you really need maternity care? I don't think so. You might want some other stuff. Uh, no government-controlled subsidies. We already heard the the, the word come out that the, uh, the price of that government health care is going up again. And, uh, you know, it's a private health plan that pays you to go to the doctor. That uh, gets rid of co-pays. That reduces, uh, you know, that that money you got to pay up front before the, uh, the health insurance even kicks in. And make sure that the middleman is not taking your money. Why should the insurance company or the hospital or the doctor get the money that really should be going into your pocket? And the answer to that, they shouldn't. So call or text the folks at... Uh, your Health Plan Man at 501 605 Again, 501 605 Ask all your questions. Get all those questions answered. Or if you'd like, you can just go on the Internet and go to Your Health Plan Man. It's one word, yourhealthplanman.com hey don 't forget coming up at uh, nine o 'clock when i 'm back on here after we talk about your money uh, we 'll be having Eric Coleman on my favorite jeweler from Hillcrest designer jewelry and he 'll be talking about uh, Christmas time because that 's the next holiday uh, that we 'll be thinking about and what 's hot and what 's not in the uh, the land of jewelry because that 's a big item that sells. Uh, during that time of the year. So Eric will be in studio with me. Uh, to spend the final hour before I get done uh, for today and get ready uh, that I got things to get ready for next week. But I want to make sure that I'm all done so I can go enjoy my uh, holiday turkey day without worrying about things. Let's get back to our uh, our conversation with Congressman Bruce Westerman from the 4th District. And Congressman, uh, the majority leader, is doing a lot of good things. Uh, he took the... Uh, the, he's going to take the the gavel from uh, Pelosi, but that's for that's not until January third. What are you expecting from these uh, Democrats during that time?
4: Well, leading up to January third, I expect them to try to pass every piece of bad legislation everybody dreamed up, and I hope that our um, Group in the Senate can block that, but after you know, twelve of them vote uh, Gay Marriage Act, I don't. I'm not holding out too much uh, faith in them right now. But the big thing is to stop them from stuff uh, in the Senate uh, between now and January
2: third, and then who knows what they'll do when they're in the majority uh, after third. now yeah, we got to keep our finger. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that. We still win uh, in Georgia, and it's still a 50-50 split. And, of course, we know that that means that the vice president has the tiebreaker. But the bottom line is, uh, if they get 51-49, the power will really shift over in the Senate. They've they've got, uh, you know, the Republicans do have a little bit more say at a 50-50 split. By the way, uh, the other day Fauci was given uh, his... uh, Is due by the Biden administration, talking about how great of a job that he had done uh, while he was uh, working us through uh, COVID uh, and COVID related illnesses. And uh, do you think that they're trying to let him get out before you all take over and uh, can put him on the stand and, and maybe... Uh, get an answer about where COVID started at, because when they started asking questions about that just the other day, uh, the uh, you know the press secretary shut them down. There are no more questions on that. I'm not going to let you talk about it.
4: Yeah, well, in a sense, it's it's good riddance to get out the out of there. But uh, also, I would like to answer questions. But there's others under him that can be uh, brought over for questioning. And uh, we see Democrats have been doing. They can pull people in who, who aren't in Congress for questioning if they uh, choose to do so. So I don't think he's free and off the hook. But, um, you know, the concern is what kind of person is Biden going to put in place once he leaves? Yeah. Um, being worse, I'm sure they can find them.
2: Yeah, and probably somebody. And let's face it, I mean, Fauci's already saying maybe we need to mask up again, and the president walks lockstep with him and saying the exact same thing. And now, because uh, we all social distanced uh, over the last year and a half, uh, flu is really coming back with a vengeance this year. And so, you know, I, I always tell people get your flu shot anyway. So, I'll be getting mine this weekend. That's one of the things that I'm going to do over this weekend. Question for you about uh, what uh, the uh, uh, majority leader is doing about uh, Shift and Sawwell and uh, Omar. Omar, the biggest anti-Semite uh, that serves up there in, in the House, uh unbelievable some of the things that she has said and done uh, are all being told they're going to be stripped of their uh, committee uh, seats uh, that's a big deal and it's the right thing to do because Pelosi's the one who started all this
4: yeah uh, she set the precedent and what a double standard she had I mean you've got Swalwell and Omar on the intelligence committee um, the two places or the place that the two of them never should be and um, you know regardless of what Pelosi had done uh, those two shouldn't be on the committee he should have taken them off of the committee as a matter of national security I mean yeah. uh, you know thing, Fang and a uh,
2: Chinese spy and to think he's still sitting on the,
4: the US House Committee that's that's absurd
2: all right. Well, I'm going to let you go, Congressman. Your phone's breaking up. I'm going to let you go ahead and get on and and start, you know, working on uh, whatever you're preparing for Thanksgiving. Is there a special dish dish that you like to see on the Thanksgiving table? That's my mom.
4: She just and I wouldn't eat anything else and be satisfied. She uh, she makes the best turkey dressing I've ever eaten anywhere.
2: She got? Uh, does it have hard-boiled eggs in it?
4: Uh, no, she doesn't put eggs in it. It's a cornbread, all kinds of good stuff in it. That um, and, you know, I can eat it cold for leftovers. I can eat it anytime. <laughs> anytime.
2: <laughs> I got you. I'll be it's eating nothing. a lot of leftovers. I'll be watching uh, Missouri lose to Arkansas on Friday afternoon. Probably eating a turkey sandwich. Well, you have a great one. Uh, Congressman, we'll talk to you next week, and have a great and a very thankful Thanksgiving. You too, Dave. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye now. All right, that's uh, Congressman Bruce Westerman, District 4, a little bad connection there on his cell phone. I'm sorry about that, but um, I think you got uh, his mother's, you know, dressing is what he's looking forward to on Thanksgiving, and he wants to, to see that. All right, let me finish up here this hour. Uh, Don't forget, 9 o'clock, I'll be back, and I'll be talking to Eric Coleman, uh, the jeweler at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. And uh, I wanted to give you a little bit of the proclamation of Abraham Lincoln in 1863 for the National Day of Thanksgiving. Because right now in America... About a third of Americans, either are atheists, agnostic, or could care less about God. And if there's one thing that has always been a standard, I think, in America, is that we understand that there's uh, a God in heaven that's blessed this nation. And that's one thing I am thankful for. I can only imagine how bad it would be if everybody felt the way of that third. Here's what Abraham Lincoln had to say. The year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, Others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a, nation, a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften the heart, which is habitually insensitive to the ever-watchful ever providence of Almighty God. And uh, it's just something to remember, the things that we are, that that, uh, that the, the president then wanted you to know. Uh Think about this. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God who while dealing with us in anger for our sins hath nevertheless remembered mercy. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise abraham lincoln a couple hundred years ago he understood what was going down because you know you need to be thankful you really really do it, you know this is a god-centered nation it has been for the 200 plus odd years that we've been around and it doesn't matter if you're an atheist an agnostic a wiccan it doesn't matter you've got something something that you can be thankful for. Like I told you, I'm thankful I haven't lost anybody in my family this year. Last year, two brothers, two children. It was a tough year last year, but I still had things to be thankful for then as well. And I'm thankful this year I'll gather with uh, a a good portion of my family, about 22 people, tomorrow and have a great time and um I'm looking forward to a piece of pumpkin pie. I love dressing with a lot of gravy on it. I'll be eating that. And I'll be eating a green bean casserole. I love it all, man. But I love being with my family. So I'll be doing that tomorrow. And if you can't get back at 9, you have a great Thanksgiving. I will talk to you on Tuesday because I'm taking Monday off. I'll see you Tuesday of next week. today's show last hour that i'll be on for this week tomorrow i'm off because it is turkey day and then friday i'm off because i take the day after thanksgiving off because the company lets me and then on monday i'm taking a i'm taking a vacation day so i got five days off and i'll be ready then to make the big rush for the end of the year yeah good you know, that's kind of what you're doing. You're taking Thursday and Friday well, off. I am
5: taking Thursday and Friday off. I have, I need to. I'm been busy. Yeah, it's been busy. Doing your thing, man. Yeah, I know it. I'm trying you to make things happen. I
2: go over and, and see this man every so often. I don't go very often because he's busy. He's a busy person. And now his wife is working there. Then I can't talk about the things I want to talk about anymore. She's doing a great job, though. (laughs) She does a good job. She keeps you in line. Right. That's a job in and of itself. It is. Well, let's talk about You were telling me before you came on today, I told everybody you were coming on, and we're going to talk about what's hot and what's not. So, first of all, what used to be hot and isn't hot now?
5: Okay. Uh, I think the 80s is coming back, Dave. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of yellow gold. Really, yellow gold, fashion rings, all kinds of used stuff. Used to right? be rose
2: gold that was hot. Is it that yeah. hot? Well, now? it's
5: not as hot as it used to be. Okay, uh, we we have seen
2: a big difference in change, and not white gold so much. It's going to be yellow gold. And see, my wife, as as you know, is into. She likes silver, so she's into yeah. white gold. She really likes that a lot, or platinum gold, which is, yeah. like, ah,
5: you know, <laughs> you know when you when you do. I worked on a piece yesterday. I had to set up a three carat uh, pear shape. Uh, yellow diamond and it was a platinum well i had ordered the platinum piece like two weeks ago and i just finally got the platinum setting in it's taken a long time to get platinum in i noticed that and but anyway does it come from china I hope I don't know. I hope that's it's probably why kind of, they all got <laughs> well, COVID over I've there. I've got car parts out there uh, hanging in some kind of a <laughs> you know off ship ship somewhere. I, I can get gotcha. to, get car parts in, but yeah. anyway. So uh, the yellow goat is really back strong. Okay, that's Everybody's walking yellow yellow chains. I've got a new line called Bravani, which is the paperclip and these dashing diamonds. I've got a lot of that already in the that's store. That's what I got. And my that's what wife people last man, year. I don't know they, they love that stuff.
2: She she she, I mean, she has not taken off that paper clip necklace that oh, really? I gave her. Uh-uh, never takes did. it off has Was, it all You all time. Know,
5: most of, most of these necklaces that we have are also stackables that are putting uh, the paper clip mixing it with the dash and diamonds and putting two on one time well my wife does that. You know, she That's wears cool. she wears a lot of that stuff a lot of the time Fine. And bracelets, and we got tennis bracelets in stock. We've got all I've got a new line of uh, estate jewelry that came in from Beverly Hills, California. A bunch of rings. They're all platinum. They're old school stuff, but it's beautiful. They're beautiful with natural gemstones in it. So
2: here's my question: uh, since gold, gold is the back being hot again, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Is uh, is there any reason why you can figure it out, or it's just that preference?
5: Well, you know, the advertising and the things that are going our way, you find it in the magazines, and you see what's going on. But but the preference, I think, it's gold now, yellow gold. Um, That's what everybody's wanting. Sometimes I do some rose gold. Uh, Not very often, though. I'm making a big uh, diamond rose gold bracelet right now. That's all rose gold. Yeah,
2: the rose gold reminds me of kind of like an
0: antique
2: look.
5: Yeah. That's European style. Yeah. Because over in Europe, they have the rose gold, a lot of it, but uh, uh, it works a little bit differently. I'm making
2: a bracelet that's got the chocolate diamonds in it, along with the white diamonds. Okay, mixed, now, mixed when, when you talk about a tennis piece, are you talking about an anklet? Is that no, what you mean? no, no? A tennis bracelet is for your wrist. It's for the wrist, yeah. okay. and So there's a lot of different
5: variations in tennis bracelets, and I've got some that are flexy, flexible, that on the bottom, it moves around, you're able to take it off and move like it's cuff, but, huh. but it's flexible.
2: That's kind of interesting. And then I've
5: got the regular standard heavy-duty tennis bracelets uh, that women love those things. That's one of the major... Uh, things that the accessories that they wear and you have to buy that eventually sometime for an anniversary whatever
2: keep listening guys he's telling you he's telling you right now look right after thanksgiving everybody starts thinking christmas i know so you, yeah. you might as well be writing some of this down i'm just that's telling right. you and you know and, and that's what
5: i do is i'll direct my customers into buying things that they their wife really wants or needs Okay, and most of the time they'll come. Ladies, in here. he's your friend. Yeah. Well, I help the men out. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> the yeah, ladies, are coming keep with us the ladies. they in want in trouble. Down, They're yeah. looking
5: around. I mean, it's like okay. Let me write this down for you. Yeah. Hey, what's your husband's phone number? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: what's his name again? Well, you do that. You you look. I, I'll let you go ahead and do your your segment here before we take our first break. You have. Some very wise words for men who are looking to buy rings. Right, I do. I got be smart. Listen to what the man's going to tell you. He's going to keep you out of trouble. Go ahead. Right. But anyway, yeah. So uh,
5: whatever it is, I'll I'll help you out. We also give away Christmas ornaments every year during Christmas. I hang uh, James Hayes Christmas ornaments up from the ceiling. They can pick out what they want because I want to make sure that they get something in the stocking for the wife. At the same time, they get yeah. that for free when they buy
2: purchase something from. That's them. cool. Yeah, I've been doing that for years. Okay, if you want to keep a guy from getting in trouble, what do you tell him about rings? What should he be doing?
5: Well, I says, "What? Well, first of all, I always ask the questions. Uh, what is it that she's been looking at or wanting really bad that you know of?
2: So you got to be cognizant of what you're." what your woman is saying and usually you. most men do pick up that up do they really yeah they do i'm surprised you know i mean they just...
5: they kind of know i'm mean, here's what i'm looking for because this is what she wants but okay that's great okay have you checked her phone lately or anything like you know the engagement rings type, type things is like um hmm, what do i need to get her well you need have you asked her whether or not what cut diamond she wants have you thought about asking her whatever it is well, can she send you a picture that's that's what i boiled down yeah. to you know because men we don't want to guess well you I don't, don't.
2: want to guess because when if you're going to ask somebody to marry you when you open up that little box yeah. you want her to go oh that's exactly what i wanted you don't want what's uh, that piece of crap you know, that little bit down there <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that to happen i know
5: and i've helped some guys out and it was like that situation too The guy had come in the store, and he bought a sapphire. Well, guess what? He bought a yellow sapphire, and they didn't buy a blue one. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, so he came in my store, and I said, okay, I'll help you out because you're in a predicament, right? (laughs) So I had him help trade some of that yellow diamond in for the blue stone and Get that taken care of. He's out of the doghouse. You know, you don't want to be in the doghouse. No, That's, you do no, not want to be in the
2: doghouse know. because you, you want everything to go just the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, and
5: make it easy. I make it comfortable for people to come in and buy something. The guy come in, he wanted a big moissanite uh, in a solitaire, you know, was not quite sure about that. So, you know, I checked uh, checked it out, and I didn't have to sell him the high, high – Mo, there's another Covard and something uh, Moissanite versus a regular Moissanite. Well, they're all made from the same company. Guess what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're manufactured the same thing. Right. So you have your fancy brand, and then you have your regular. Well, they're both the same exact it, same. It's thing. the
2: exact same thing you said. We said this one's fancy. Yeah.
5: And you have to pay a lot more for it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay a lot more for it because I got this brand over here. This is made by the same company.
2: I called the company. I talked to them. Right. So, here's what you know. I, here's what I'll tell you about Eric. All right, if you go in to buy an engagement ring or a wedding set, you're going to save a lot of money.
5: Yeah, you're good at save, it. You've well, been doing yeah. it for years. I've got a lot of I've got a lot of stuff in stock right now, Dave. I mean, I've been working on that. I mean, I've been in the business now for 11 years. Yeah. Can you believe I, that, that's gone by so quickly? It does go fast.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it does go fast. I remember the first couple of times you were on the on the air and yeah. it was like, what do I say? Well, say what you say when you're at the store, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about it.
5: I got new commercials coming out, too, as well. Okay. So a whole bunch of that.
2: Got a lot to talk about. It. It's quarter after nine. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Eric Coleman is here. He's a jeweler, he's my friend, and I highly recommend him if you're looking to buy some uh, some jewelry for the upcoming holidays. He's already making stuff for me. I I got in early this yeah. year. I learned I've learned my lesson. If you want something made by the artisan, uh, you've got to get give him enough time to make Take, it. takes four weeks. I sit down with him and I talk to him. I said, "Here's what I want to do." He thought it was pretty well, cool. You got a picture, yeah.
5: Thank you for texting me a picture. Today. I
2: did. <laughs> I knew what I, I knew what I wanted, but I wanted it to kind of look a little bit different texture. And I told yeah. you what I wanted, and uh, I can't wait. He's got uh, he's got to put the, the gems on them, and then they're ready to go. Right. I can't wait to <laughs> give it to my wife. I think she's really going to like it. And then I talked to him. I'm going to tell you a story when we get back. My wife lost something, and she was really upset, and I'll tell you about that story when I come back, because last year... I bought her the uh, the paper, uh, the paper uh, clip, clip necklace, necklace. Mm-hmm. and I bought her some stud earrings because I had finally, finally he got through to me, Eric did, said every woman wants a pair of stud earrings, diamond studs, and I bought them, and she had never taken them out of her ear, and the other day, she reached up on her right ear, and it was gone, and uh, I'll tell you what Eric told me what we're going to do when i come back here okay. on the dave Ellswick show one oh one one fm the answer eric coleman is here he's a good buddy of mine he's been on my show 11 years i guess now yeah you that's know? right a long time you know and, picked, it, and it's not just at christmas time i have him on from time to time just because i want you to keep up on i know how important jewelry is especially uh, women yeah they love it i've never seen a woman that didn't smile when she looked at
5: jewelry Yep. I mean, they actually, their whole emotions are into that. They're they're smiling. They're happy. It's pretty. It's really great stuff, and they love jewelry, and I love jewelry. So, I mean,
2: I share my passion for it. Well, keep in mind that uh, Eric is at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. He's at uh, 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E. He is open Monday through Saturday, except this uh, Thursday and Friday he will be not off. be open. Right. Uh, we'll have normally he's black... open 10 yeah. to 6, but can we will be back open on
5: Saturday. Yes, for, the, for was that small business Saturday, we're having a big sale. It's also a sale on our website. We have a Shopify account, so we sell product on there as well. Or they can stop by the store, and I'll be giving a lot of discounts to people who come in my store and shop with me. I always do that. I always work with people. Well, you like to
2: talk to people. Yeah, I like to talk to people. Yeah, you know, like he's, he's one of those guys that actually likes his customers. <laughs> well, I love my customers. <laughs> <laughs> go go, and, and I go it see easy. that movie, The Menu, all right? Oh, really? Yeah, you'll, you'll understand what happens when you're a chef and you don't like your the people that you're serving anymore. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's I, a good I movie. I haven't seen that yet. I
5: thought it wouldn't be... But anyway, yes. If you come into my store, uh, it's I make it easy for the people, per, shot, hop, or whatever. I don't. I'm not what you call an in- imitator. I, I don't in- intimidate people. Yeah. Uh, but what I do is I just give them a you know,
2: let's look at this. and Let me show you what we got. I'll tell you what. When you go see Eric, here's what you know you're going to get: somebody who wants to save you money. Yeah. And I'm not going to say he doesn't want to sell you. Of course, he wants to sell you. He owns a business. Right. But. He won't rape you while he's doing it. No, we don't do that. You know? A lot of places do. You go to some of the big-name places that got the, you know, J's and K's and all of that in their names, I'll tell you what, they'll take you for a ride. Well, because
5: they're in the business of financing. They're not in the jewelry business, per se, a lot of times. It's always been that way with the sales division stores and other divisions. They're just uh, different stores. Yeah. But uh, we have, you know, exotic gems, uh, unusual
2: things that's in our store like you'd never see before. You You know know who I haven't seen in advertising like they usually do? Who's that? Sales. Oh, yeah? I haven't seen them on television hardly at all. Uh, I see see a few of those. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I will say this, that, you know, There's one place that always says every kiss begins with this place, but the bottom line that they... they they do a ton of advertising. Yeah,
5: there's a lot out there going on right now. But what you're looking for, actually, Dave, is you're looking for the jeweler that knows what he's talking about. I haven't been – I'm not a sales associate that's been there for six months or a year, and I still – I've been, I've been quality – I've been trained. So I know what I'm doing when it comes to offering you the questions or any questions that you have. I can answer those questions. I have people come in the store all the time with all their mother stuff. They stretch it out on the counter let me help you I'll show you what's real and what's not real I'll show you what this is worth so I do a lot of different things and you have to be like that you don't you don't go to Zell's or some other store or wherever just to do that at they don't accept that well they don't they don't feel like they have the time I had a lady come in yesterday and boy she brought in some flatware uh, not flatware but just different silver sterling tea sets Yeah. But, but none of it was real but she did have real gold and other things from her mom she just wanted to get rid of stuff you know, that's what happens. How do you know a
2: silver set is really silver?
5: Okay, if you look back on top, on the back of the piece where it's stamped, uh-huh. it will have a mark of sterling. Silverware, flatware, all that's got to have a mark of sterling on the back. Otherwise, I know it's sterling. But otherwise, it's not. It's fake. Ah, Or, okay. you know, plated. Plated. Yeah. Silver. So, and I, you don't buy a plated. You buy only silver.
2: You know, whenever you want to <coughs> buy, make sure that it's got that mark on it. Correct. So turn it over, upside down, and look, and see
5: what it says on there. You might you know, might need your glasses. Is
2: it the same? <laughs> is it the same, Is it the same way as far as gold goes that you tell? Yes. Is everything. it 14 karat? Is it this? I loop out whatever?
5: everything. I, I go through it. And I look at the stones, and I'm, I'm you know, usually I know what they are or what they're not. You know, and then how much do
2: you want? You know, then whatever it is. You screw and that also, little thing into your eyeball to look at them? Yeah,
5: I do. <laughs> but also, we also do this. I says, Look, you got some other stuff. She's bringing in some gold coins today. I said, Whatever. Where you can also barter in the store. In my store, you can barter by bringing your old jewelry in for new jewelry.
2: Correct. Right? You might see something in the display case. He's got plenty of stuff in the display cases. Yeah, i got a lot of stuff right now.
5: But anyway, we also just picked up a new line of jewelry called Piaro. Uh, it's made in Italy. It's 18-karat uh, gold on top of silver as well, and it's beautiful pieces. Uh, also, but the main thing what I like about it is the cuffs. You can open it up. On one side, it allows you to have a hinge on the small end of the cuff where you just open it and put it on. It's very simple, very easy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go like this and squeeze the wrist. Okay. So, yeah, it's something that's new. And we'll we'll have that in the store as well as we got different shows going on on the first, second, and third of December. We'll be having a major trunk show with the Bravani line and running that all the way through Christmas. Oh wow! So we got a lot of merchandise on that, and we got the PR line. We we'll got more of that's coming in and on the fifteenth. I think it is we're going to be having a trunk show as well.
2: Are you are you doing anything in the future like you did uh, a few years ago, where you had the people come in that were the, mo- the best as far as rubies and emeralds and things of that I
5: I have that already with my estate jewelry line. Mm -hmm. When when I got all these rings, I got like 50 rings in or 100, I don't know. But it's um, all estate pieces made in platinum with nice rubies, nice emeralds, sapphires, uh, crystal barrel cat's eyes, things like that. Uh, that came in and it's really a state old estate jewelry. I got it in Beverly Hills, California.
2: I'm big, big on on uh, rubies and emeralds. I yeah. have deep green emeralds and blood red rubies are yeah. just gorgeous well, I've stones.
5: I got some beautiful pieces like that, especially the emerald. I got a nice beautiful emerald that came in. Cool. Rings four and a half carat and three carat.
2: Holy cow. And, That's uh, a big stone. S- some uh, nice rubies i to come over just to see them.
5: But, you know, if they, you know they're, I think they're out there. They're searching for something. They really don't know what they have. Come in and stop by the store and, you know, let me show you what we can do for you and make her happy. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing, isn't it, right, Dave? Yeah. You know. That's what you're supposed you know, to be You know, this doing. life goes by real fast and you're thinking, okay, I, I need to do something, you know, for my wife because she really has been by my side all these years. So you know, put up with a lot of
2: crap. It's a
5: good time to not say no. I don't want to get anything for her. I yes, wait. I better get something for her, or I'm you know I'm in trouble.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like that. Well, I don't know if it's just so much of being (coughs) uh, of being in trouble. I don't know about how you feel about your wife. I know how I feel about mine, and she's put up with a lot. The, The business that I'm in is really fickle and and we've had to move all over the united states i mean now i've been here in little rock 23 years that is an that's an abnormal thing all right typically not that way a couple of years you're on your way wow. to someplace else because somebody bought the station or whatever and in the first uh oh five years that we were bo- uh married uh, we uh literally moved six times
5: wow you like a preacher or
2: something. Yeah. It gets old sometimes. So. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, it gets old that you gotta move that much and uh now we you know, we've we've really put down roots here and uh we've been thinking about selling the house, uh but we just can't bring ourselves to do it right now we've enjoyed being where we're at
5: as of next year i'll be here in little rock for 20 years i moved here in 2003 working underneath bailey banks and biddle Mm -hmm. at the mall and working for all different stores and uh of course they have my children i have a special needs child who's down syndrome his name is cross he's going to be on these ads you'll see him on tv pretty soon and um I love Children's Hospital.
2: Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're good did, people over die.
5: there. They're, they're, they've done great in Crosses Access right now. Uh, so I've really come to love Little Rock. It's got everything in it. It's, it's close. Everything's, got, everything's here. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to drive two hours on a loop. As I always
2: say, it's a small city um, with a big city feel to it.
5: Yeah. You and know. They've got great restaurants. Yep. I
2: mean, a lot of good food here. And for uh, for myself and Eric, that's always a, a positive good food. Right. (laughs) And wine. I live for that now. Yeah, I do too. All right, let's take a break. We've got to get news in the bottom of the hour here. Eric Coleman is my guest. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry is the name of his store. He's at 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E. He's going to be open uh, on Saturday but not Thursday and Friday. Normally open Monday through Saturday 10 to 6. And you always find the highest quality of merchandise at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Been talking about him for years come to talk about him some more in the next half hour well happy thanksgiving to you i'll tell you that now because i'll be uh, leaving the studio today and won't be back until tuesday don't forget on monday uh, even though i won't be here nick horton will be here best of shows basically thursday and friday but nick horton to fill in for me on monday he does a fantastic job you'll enjoy nick on monday then i'll be back on tuesday bible guys will be here that'll be a fun a fun show always is and I don't have much set up as far as who's going to be on at the 9 o'clock hour. I'm sure I'll have somebody before I go on 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 Tuesday. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry is a jewelry store located at 3000 Cavanaugh in Suite E. Uh, And let me just say this. If you want to go and and see some unique, high-quality jewelry, you'll go to Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, I always talk to Eric. I hate giving the phone number out. And the reason being is that I know Eric wants you to come into the store. He, well, he I, wants to talk to you. Well, I
5: need—I like to uh, meet people and have the, let them let them know that I can be their jeweler. Uh-huh. I mean, and have somebody to depend on because I know I, I know what I'm doing.
2: Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about something because I I mention this from time to time. Uh, when I'm talking about repairs and things that you do as well. Because you need somebody that can repair your jewelry as much as you, to sell your jewelry. And you used to do a lot of the repairs for the big stores around the area. I
5: did. That's when I started working at Bailey Banks and Biddle and uh, worked for many different accounts. I had six or seven stores at one time.
2: You know what I tell everybody? I, I learned a lot. I tell everybody, why go, why go to the middle man when you know you can go to the man and that's you? Well, that's why they
5: come to my store so I can help them out. I know.
2: And educate you're them. the man cuz you know,
5: you know, and when you're buying diamonds, who are you talking to that's behind the counter? Who what kind of what what do they have to share uh, as far as their experience? Well, I'm a graduate gemologist, graduate jewelry technician. I've done all kinds of courses, uh, you know, and I've got 42 years' experience.
0: Yeah, he yeah.
2: can look at a diamond and he can tell you whether it's a real thing or if it's a manufactured Chinese diamond. Yeah, and there's a lot of that out there.
5: Well, it's going to be temporarily. It's not going to stay that way, Dave.
2: Well, I understand that, but in the last few years, it's gotten bad. Yeah, it's got the
5: prices of diamonds on the
2: lab grown have gone significantly way down to two and three hundred dollars per carat. From, But you're not getting what you think you're getting. Well, for most people, they think, I've got, you know, it's just a really good buy, you know. No, it's not as good as a diamond. Well,
5: okay, let's say you have moissanite. It's so over here, and it's it's not, it's lower priced. It looks it's got a great sparkle to it. Uh-huh. It's nothing. It's it's not hard. It's hard as far as it uh, – yes, it's hard, but it's not quite like a diamond. You know, you can do that. You can supplement that, or you can go lab grown. The lab grown. I was asked the question about this. This is kind of my thing about lab grown. Is that why do you have to have a certain lab grown diamond detector if it's not a diamond, a real diamond, right? You have to have this other detector machine over here to determine whether or not it is a lab-grown diamond. Well, if it has all the same characteristics of a diamond, you wouldn't need that.
2: Yeah, if you can't tell by just looking at it,
5: you understand what I'm saying? Sure, I am. I'm, that's that's what that's what they're doing. You know, the market's gone in different ways. I sell natural diamonds because. I believe that when people inherit something, they want something of value. And we know that the price of lab-grown diamonds are going to be practically worthless at one point in time because they're putting thousands and thousands of carrots. They're dumping it on the market right now through these manufacturers out of China and India. And so we're going to see something like the CZ at one time would cost a lot. Yeah, Yeah,
2: because they were real
5: sparkly. Now they've gone down. They don't cost a whole lot. And Now we're seeing lab-grown diamonds being sold out there. But you think it's a diamond, but it's not actually a natural diamond. It's not out of the ground. It's not going to have the same characteristics of that of a lab-grown diamond. And lab-grown diamonds are, uh, you know, here for a while. I'm not sure how long they're going to last. I don't know. Uh, You know, but they really are selling a lot of these in a lot of different stores.
2: I don't think that you can do better than what God does. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I am mean, being yeah. honest with yeah. you.
5: Well, I mean, look at all the synthetic stones, like synthetic rubies, synthetic, you know. Now they've got the lab-grown diamonds or synthetic diamonds or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. But if you walk out that door, it won't be worth that much money.
2: Yeah. So when you know somebody, so you why not buy pass something it on?
5: natural. You have children that that's wanting to. The children are going to inherit your jewelry. So I say, if you're going to buy something, buy something of value. Something that's nice that they can appreciate. So I will make sure that the men buy this like that. Yeah, because you don't
2: want it to go down in value. You want it to go right. up right. in value. Right. And diamonds that just makes go sense. Up. Yeah, that just makes that just makes too. sense. Right. It's just like gold. If it's real gold, it's going up in value. It's like, for it, seventeen hundred yeah. uh, dollars. Seventeen fifty right now. Okay, that's a lot of money. Yep. Unless it's not real gold. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, and you thought it was, but, but it isn't. You know, if,
5: if they just need. I mean, I just want somebody to come by, just talk to me. Uh, let me give them advice on things. I do that all the time. You know, well, here's what we need to do. This is the
2: way we should be taking this approach. So when, you're my mechanics. You're you're my technician, well, like Joe's at yeah, Joe's Garage.
5: Yeah. Or you know, I kind of I say sometimes, well, you have you go to see a doctor, don't you? Well, you know, he knows a lot about what he does. You take advice from him. Well, that's what I try to do is give advice to young men or whoever
2: that comes in my store and we talk about it and discuss it. Let me tell you what. You don't have to be young to be dumb about diamonds. You're looking at one of the pros at it. Me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I ask Eric questions all the time. I know a lot more about jewelry than I used to. Yeah. You know, and I know that the stuff I'm buying is quality. And it's the highest quality kind of things that you want.
5: Yeah, I keep I I do a company with uh, that provides GIA XX diamonds, which means XX is the cut, which means it's excellent, excellent, mm-hmm. which is the best diamond you can buy because it has more brilliancy than a regular normal diamond that's not cut XX.
2: I think I've talked to you about this. Yeah, we've have talked you, about that. Have you ever sat down with a a raw diamond and we're going to be the guy that made the cuts in it. No, I haven't. You haven't done I, that. I sat down and. Do you, yeah. do you have the nerve to, to to do that? I don't think I'd have the nerve to know that if I happen to strike that wrong. Oh yeah. I destroy. Can you well, imagine a guy who cut the Hope Diamond? I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, well, you got to have experts. Yeah. You know. So I just passed on
5: my knowledge to the customer and determined whether they want to buy it. I was taught in gemology school to have three diamonds or more to show to customers.
2: <coughs> and well, the you got customer, that. You got, you got hundreds of the, free stones and, and to and show And let the customers,
5: customers understand uh, you can see the difference because when you go to a regular store, they're not allowed to take more than one item out of the case. You can't see two or three more diamonds at one time. What I do is I present, that, present it in that way so they can see the actual difference. Uh-huh. You can see the color difference. You can see the clarity difference. You can see the cut difference, and you can see the the, the mistakes in the diamond. Yeah, well, the inclusions, yeah, yeah. the inclusions that are inside the diamond, but th- those can be valuable as well. Sometimes I like inclusions and stuff. But a lot of my stones that I have, I also carry a lot of different stones. I, I mean, I got quartz. I've got all kinds of stones, a safe full of stones.
2: Because you're big on stones, I you've like, been like, like that it. from the time you were a young guy, kid yeah you like you like stone, and I'm not talking about diamonds and rubies and stuff. I'm talking about just natural stone and what you can do with it right
5: so I've got a collection of quartz with different inclusions inside of them to that get yeah, that looks beautiful if you see the stuff, it looks beautiful like a moss agate
2: what what has gone out of? Out of uh, favor with a lot of people, as far as stones go, is is uh, I'm trying to think. The Southwest uh, turquoise, uh, turquoise. Yeah. I used to see tons of turquoise. You don't see it as much as you used to. Well, guess what, Dave? We have a turquoise
5: mine in little in uh, Arkansas now. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's above Hot Springs up there. There's a mine up there and it's the first turquoise that natural turquoise coming out of the ground here in Arkansas. It's beautiful too. I haven't been there yet. But you got to go over and check I, it out, when man. I have time, I'm going to try to make time to go over there and go to the mine and buy some turquoise.
2: Now see so you're a a rock and roll aficionado like I am. Yeah. Okay. So the thing I remember most about Jim Morrison when he sang for The Doors was the belt that he wore. Yeah. He had that, that sterling silver that was around turquoise all around that leather that's belt. you remember that, don't oh, you? Oh, man, I, I, want, I still want one. Yeah. It's a gorge. It was gorgeous. Yeah. You know? And uh, it just looked cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I remember about Jimmy Morrison. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great singer, great writer and all that. But when he was on stage and I was lucky enough to see him live, uh, there was just something special. About the way he dressed well, he, leather pants with a, that leather belt, man, it was unbelievable well, that's
5: because he's he's branding himself as a rock and roll star, and he was that and that's what you do is you try to brand yourself and when I was a 16 i was wearing a blue jean jacket tuxedo blue jean jacket uh-huh. made by levi's and company do you remember those tuxedo yeah. to yes, style I do. jackets yeah. I, you know and you had super bells on and boots and i had a leather belt custom made for me
2: yeah you know, know the time. the jacket that i still like today i can't find them as much as i, I don't pee jackets the yeah. old navy oh, yeah. coats i love those things one of them. do you i do it's it is heavy uh, yeah, and, and they kept you warm. You right. know, and that's what coats are supposed to do. But if you can make them warm and they can make it cool looking, then you're doubly right. Going to buy one.
5: Yeah. Well, it's it's good to be cool, not cool. Yeah. Well, the dress factor, though. You know, I've I've, I've had all kinds of different clothes and stuff. You know, I don't dress up. Any, I don't dress up. Any now
2: I'm going to tell you what I never had. I never had a pair of elephant bells because I thought they were. Ugly. Oh really. Those elephant bell bottoms. Oh really. You wear those it'd be raining and no, you really. sucked up every bit of water that was around you. No thank you. Didn't want that. Yeah. All right. Enough about clothes. We'll talk a little bit a bit more about jewelry. If you got a question, by the way, I should have said this from the very beginning. Five oh one eight two three O nine six five. Five oh one eight two three O nine six five. If you want to ask about uh, you know, going out and buying an engagement ring or some wedding bands or just something special for Christmas, here's your opportunity. Because Eric Coleman, the man, as I always talk, an artisan, sitting here in my studio. And he's a friend, and I count him as a close friend. And we'll be back with more with him and finish up before this Thanksgiving of 2022 on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Let's finish it up. Nope. Eric Coleman is here. Yes, sir. And uh, I was talking to him during the break and he was he started talking about salt and pepper and I thought he was talking about a rap group and he wasn't. He was he's talking about diamonds. Yeah. Go ahead and tell me about that.
5: Well, salt and pepper diamonds are really kind of coming back quite a bit actually i'm so quite a few of them uh we got way care of that in our store they're they're diamonds that have certain inclusions inside of them they're more of a black or a brown color i have different colored diamonds that are in my store that are brown uh rust color also that are dark black and some different ones but they just look they have inclusions in the stone Okay, that's what people are looking for. Sometimes right. it's just a whole different line of things that I've carried now. So we carry that line for people to look at if they want to, you know, salt and pepper diamond. If they're looking for somebody to carry salt and pepper, we do.
2: Okay, so I t- I just said they were rap. They were more hip hop. So bottom line is salt and pepper was, they were great. They were great. They're a good good group, but. Uh, when you said salt that, and pepper, wait, that's are first you saying of that?
5: that salt and pepper is
2: really a rap group name? I said rap, and that was a mis, mis, okay, so misnomer. Okay, They're, they yeah. are hip hop. There's it's a hip-hop. difference between the, two, oh, okay, the two genres. What do we know? Yeah, that's true. I watched the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony this year. They did. You know who can still sing as well as she did when she first came out in the mid '70s? P- Pat Benatar. Pat, Pat, yeah. Man, she can still wail. Yeah, she's good. She's good. And Duran Duran was fantastic. And so was Lionel Richie. He so was So was Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin was, too. <laughs> that was my man. Yeah, well, Led Zeppelin, great group. What can you say? All right. Got to like that thunder of the gods, man. Yeah. So,
5: so let's just say you're out and you're driving around. Why don't you just come by the store and check us out? Well,
2: yeah, you're Introduce easy yourself to get to. To, Just
5: come and say hi. Yeah, you can come right. I mean, you can park in front of my door. Yeah. We're at 3000 Cavanaugh right in the Hillcrest, right across from Leo's Greek
2: Castle, that big building on the end. Yeah, you can go. Where all the see. salons are at. Go and check out uh, what he's got and then go have something to eat. That's good Greek food yeah, place. Yeah,
5: they, they got some great food there. There's some food uh, down the street Bossa Nova that I love, mm-hmm. that Brazilian
2: I like it down the road a little bit more. I like the U.S. pizza that's no, like a up there. I like yeah. it up there. Yeah. It's different than the other ones. It really is. I don't know how they did it, but they they made it different. I think it's more friendly. That's what I feel. Yeah. You know, finding a parking place is a different story. It's not yeah. easy well, to find a parking big, place yeah, right, right there. But, yeah, i got to tell you, you, that's one thing I've noticed about you. As the years have gone by, you have made your shop more and more friendly to the shopper. Well, I don't
5: pressure. We don't pressure people to, you know, if you, if you want something, I'll be glad to show you and discuss it with you. I'll I'll help you out, but I like to pass on my knowledge about things that I know about towards you, so you'll understand that uh, what it is exactly that you're buying and why are you paying this much money for this. Right. I mean, hey, you got to know that, right?
2: Uh, I would. I would hope you'd want to know why. What's
5: the difference? You know, are you just, you know? but So, I'll work with you one on one and explain to you what it is that we're going to do today with well, a process. So if I make jewelry for you, there's a process. There's a process for doing custom design. So I'll show you how, tell you how it works. Let's and while an you mention
2: that, let me just stop right now. If you're looking for something custom de- uh, designed and you want it for Christmas, he can't do it.
5: Well, not at the moment. Yeah, but I'll, I'll look and see what they have. If I can be fabricated and I can do it pretty quickly, I can do it. Okay. But if if it has to go CAD out, if I have to have it CAD, it takes a while. Okay. But um, other than that, I'll help you with anything that you want to have made because uh, I can sit down and evaluate and then tell you what I can do or cannot do. <laughs> Often people I get uh, people sending me items through my phone through my email mm-hmm. uh, pictures. Can you make this and how much would it cost? And uh, you know, blah blah blah. So that starts the conversation off. I've gotten several pictures from well-known designers that they think they want to have made or something, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm making items.
2: Okay, I now it's at two four six thirty six fifty five number. Right. All right. So, 501-246-3655. You can call it, or you can just text him or if you, you want Or you can to.
5: email me oh, at yeah. eric, eric at hillcrestdesignerjewelry.com. Uh, we also have uh, the, the texting ability and our computer up at work now that we text people. We go back and forth a lot with taxes.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a texter. I, I'd much rather do it by text than do it by, as you know, uh, than do it by phone call. And we have financing in the store now? We have all You got it up. all now man I, I'm, I'm just telling I'm working you. on it
5: we're, you know yeah we've been working this is a store that's evolved it's, it kind
2: of keeps evolving into something and so that's what I, where I'm headed. If it's new and it work, makes things easier then Eric embraces it he's not inf- afraid to embrace technology well, you
5: know when I came here it was like I open a repair shop right Dave? right and now the front is a store hmm the back is a repair shop.
2: It's, it's amazing what you've done. It really well, is. It's taken you should a long be time. proud of yourself.
5: Well, And I'm not so much, but, you know. You should but in the the finally, my wife's working with me. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of likes she that. She just got back from uh, college, the Edge Academy in Connecticut, going to school for like a week to learn how to work the software. Oh, really? Yeah. She's doing the CAD machine now? No, not the CAD, the software that represents the POS. Oh,
2: okay. The uh-huh.
5: software for, for the so
2: She's doing She's doing and she's learned a lot and she's right. great. Great to talk to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she if you're a lady, who better to talk to than another lady? Yeah? I, know. I mean seriously. Well, I know. I mean, you got a lot going for you but you're not identifying as a female, are I'm you? I'm not
5: identifying <laughs> as a female.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> so You know, uh, if you're out
5: and about, stop by, come in, visit. If you want to, you know, purchase something, that's fine. I don't, like I said, uh, if you have any questions, I can answer those questions usually for you. Uh, Just uh, stop by and introduce yourself to me because you need a good jeweler, right? I agree. I mean, uh, it's hard to find a good jeweler. I'm trying to hire people. I can't hire people. I can't find people.
2: I know. Well, you can't find anybody who's as smart as you are. That's problem. Well, I can't find anybody who has your wife.
5: get up and go type of thing.
2: Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Motivation. You've run through a few of those. You do. You know? I know that for a fact. I mean, I'll I walk in and i say, what about such and such? Uh, <laughs> and I already know the story. And it's not in the jewelry business. It's in every business now. That. If they're thirty years of age or younger, you got a problem. I heard Matt Smith talking
5: about that problem. Yes, too. he does. Matt Smith has that problem with trying to hire people.
2: Yep, I said it's, it's out there. And you can make a lot of money with Matt. You can make a lot of money with uh, uh, with Eric, but you got to be willing to work. That's right. the deal.
5: Whether have the knowledge of understanding yeah, that's of what the it deal. To do you know you can't just sit down and say I want to be a jeweler? You have to go to school.
2: Yeah, and you got to put you know you you pay a little bit of of that as well. And bottom line is you want to you want to get your money back, right? So I'm inviting all my customers or not customers to come by this Saturday. Story.
5: Yeah, come by Saturday because that's a small bin to Saturday. You can help us out by coming and shopping with us. We really appreciate our customers. I want you to know that and. Um, and you'll have somebody that you can have that you want to ask questions or, or you know, for your family, for whatever it is that you need. Uh, just come and see me. All
3: right.
2: I got you on in a couple of weeks, and we'll be talking specifically Chris, Christmas at that time. So we'll do that. Right now, though, i got to let you go, buddy.
5: Okay. You nice have a great you. Thanksgiving. I will.
2: You're having gumbo.
5: I'm having gumbo. All
2: right. I'm having turkey, ham, and prime rib. That's All right. All right. I'll talk to you all on Monday or on Tuesday. Don't forget Nick Horton on Monday. Have a great weekend. Heidi, have a great Thanksgiving. Everybody else, also have a great Thanksgiving. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's